You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Scott Brown, right here at Passion Church. Good morning, Passion Church. Love you guys. I am so excited this morning. Well, I'm excited because Pastor Aaron and Nicole have another child. Amen. Josiah has been welcomed into the world at nine pounds. I forget how many ounces. I told Nicole she basically had an adult at that way. Only kidding. But congratulations to them and their family. Congratulations to you for being here today. I have a great word for you today. I am totally excited about sharing this and especially sharing it with you guys that we love. This message this morning is called Faith That Works. And so many scriptures come to mind. You know, faith works by love, or it's actually energized. That word work it there means energized. It's energized, put into effect by love. But faith that works. We're going to talk about this thing called faith because God has given unto us what? The measure of faith. Now, he didn't say he's given unto us a measure but the measure. Everyone gets the same measure of faith. God is no respecter of persons. What we do with that faith, and, now, and it's not a matter of that faith growing or getting bigger. It's a matter of us developing that faith through use. It becomes more normal. It becomes the way we do things. It becomes the norm for us. I guess really is the probably the best way to say it. It becomes the norm for us. It becomes the way we operate it. Faith comes by hearing hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And I want to start there. I'm going to start in Hebrews 4, 2, verse 3. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation to start with. It says this, verse 2, For we have heard good news of deliverance, just as they did, yet, and this is where you got to start paying attention, yet they didn't join their faith with the word and activate its power. We have heard the good news of deliverance, just as they did. So what came first? Hearing. Okay? Faith comes by hearing. Yet they didn't join their faith with the word and activate its power. And activate its power. Our part is to join our faith to the word and in doing so, activate it. In doing so, activate it. Why? How? Because his word is living. It is a living thing. And it will grow into exactly what it's supposed to if we activate it. So what, how is, is the process therein of this faith being activated? That's what we got to find out. Because they, when they heard it, it wasn't activated. And do you know why? Here's the key. This is the key right here. When you hear God's word, how deeply do you let it affects you. How deeply do you let God's word affect you? Do you allow it to displace things that argue with it in your mindset and in your everyday practices? Or do you just think out a little bit? Maybe a little doubt creeps in. You say, that would be nice. I don't have that kind of faith. That's not for me. It's for you. You do have that kind of faith. Everyone does in the kingdom of God. Everyone does. You have enough faith don't ever think you don't. You have more faith than you need for anything God calls on you to do. But we activate it 
by believing it. And in that believing process, we, it's a matter of letting that word affect us deeply. And it pushes all the arguments aside. It displaces things that would argue with it. And when you do that, you begin to live that way. You begin to live that way. Let the word affect you deeply. Allow it to displace anything that argues or doesn't line up or supporting it. The Bible says to cast down mean imaginations, any imagination that argues with what God has already said about something. We choose, listen, we choose what we hear. We choose what we believe. We choose that. Why do you think there is so much fear in the world right now? If not because of people, it's because people are hearing things they shouldn't be hearing. And that affects them because they are letting it affect them deeply. This, this virus and all this stuff that's running around and all this mis and disinformation by the news media on all different accounts. People listen to that. They hear it. It's, it's their word. They hear it. And if they allow it to affect them deeply, there's action added to that. What kind of action? Hiding in your house being afraid to go out and get food, thinking that everyone is lying to you, um, imagining that if, if you take your mask off, you're going to die. I'm not making fun, I swear. I am trying to make things right in your mind. The point is, what we hear, if we allow it to affect us deeply, it changes what we do. That's the way God made us. Amen? That's why he said, take care what you hear in the Gospels. If all this stuff we're hearing, how many can you admit that there's a lot of lies out there right now, no matter which side of the fence you may be on, politically or otherwise, there is a lot of lies out there. Well, there's only one source for lies, and that comes from the father of lies. Who is Satan? Who is the devil? Who is your and my enemy? He's the father of lies. So all of this disinformation is a product of his world that he's put into place. Why? To get us not to be able to react to what God is saying to us and walk above this whole mess. You can walk above this disease. You can walk above all this financial stuff. You can walk above the unemployment. You can walk above all of it if you'll listen to and let it affect deeply that which God is saying and has already said. Because you live in a different kingdom when you do that. Our dad, our father, is not the source of lies. And he is the only one you should be listening to. Now you may be saying, oh, okay, sure, but how am I going to stay current? Well, let me ask you this. Why would you want to stay current with lies? Well, I need to know what's going on out there. No, no. You don't. Honestly, you don't. You need to know what he's saying so you can hear that, let it affect you deeply, and walk above all the nonsense that's going on out there. I have lived that way since 1984. It takes some work. It takes some effort. I can't even tell you how worth it it is. We have never taken part in, in any recessions, in any unemployment, any of the bad things that went on. We didn't take part in any of them. We prospered through all of it because we heard what he said, let it affect us deeply, and our actions lined up with that. When we stay current on mis- and disinformation, we make decisions based on that misinformation, and any decision based on that will be wrong, will damage us, and lead us down the wrong path. And we'll be saying, where is God when what we listened to was current opinion or the news? 
And that's how the enemy of our souls, the, the devil, operates. Because he knows how God made us. But when we do believe God's truths, which, by the way, are unchangeable, they're what the Bible calls immutable. They cannot be changed. God's word is a catalyst. It cannot be changed, but it can change everything around it. It affects everything around it, but it does not change. Whoa. Verse 3 says this. For those of us who believe, those who choose to believe, who let it affect us deeply, his word, faith activates. Faith comes from hearing, and since I've let it get into me deeply, faith activates the promise that we've heard, and we experience the realm of confident rest. You can be total rest through all this nonsense, and any nonsense that comes. For he has said, I was grieved with them, he's talking about Israel, and made a solemn oath, they shall never enter into my calming rest of my spirit. Yet, yet God's works have been, have been completed from the foundation of the world. There's nothing left undone. That means that all that is needed is for us to participate by being in agreement, letting it affect us deeply, and letting our actions correspond to what has affected us deeply. Are you getting this? This is so good. This is so good. It's so important. Jesus came that you might have life. This is the kind of life. Life that goes above the currents of things that are going on. You do not have to participate. And the world is looking for people. You know, people are like, well, I'm here to spread the gospel. The world is looking for people who are not affected, who the supernatural, above the natural, is obviously operating in their lives. When they see someone who is not moved, scared, or, or even affected financially, or in their health by these things going on, guess what? You've got their attention. Their attention's on you at that point. Hebrews 5.13 Again, I'm going to read this time out of the, the Passion Translation. It says, For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. Righteousness. What an incredible thing. Jesus took our unrighteousness and literally gave us not one like his. He gave us his. Jesus traded our sins and unrighteousness for his innocence and his righteousness. It is the righteousness of God. And we, we've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is what the word says. It's his righteousness. It's his, not only his right standing with God, it's deeper than that. Our definition of Passion Church for righteousness has always been this. Righteousness is conforming our thoughts, purposes, and actions to his will, which is what happens when you let the word affect you deeply. And you begin to see the result of that. That's called fruits of righteousness. We'll get into that in part two of this teaching. Conforming our thoughts, purposes, and actions to his will. That is the corresponding action to the faith, because faith has corresponding action. Our corresponding action to faith that comes from hearing is to let it affect us deeply, and that causes us to conform our thoughts, our purposes, you know, our motive changes, the way we think changes, and our response, our actions, all come aligned up with his will. Basically, we're operating as his agent in the earth, and there is nothing that can affect, shorten, or stop that. There is no limits. The, the brakes are off, baby. Everything is possible at that point, and that's the way we're called to live, as an example of how great our Father is. Amen? And how perfect his plan was for our lives. Now, solid food is for mature, verse 14. Solid food is for the mature 
whose spiritual senses have perceived heavenly manners because you started to let it affect you and your mindset is changing. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced. You begin to let the, you begin to have the corresponding actions work in your life. And those corresponding actions are, are training you because of what you're experiencing because of it. It's like, wow, God said this and I believed it. So I did this in spite of what's going on. I did it his way and I saw an outcome that's completely different than anything that anyone in the world is experiencing because he operates above and beyond it. And I am therefore called to do so also. You are called to do so also. Amen? Adequately trained by what they're experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. God's way, Satan's way. You begin to understand that when you operate the way God does, you get God's results. Everybody. And again, you don't need big faith. You just need the measure he gave you. There is a training process that is ever going on in this relationship with our God. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And we are ever growing and ever experiences that by the process of believing, letting it affect us deeply to the point where it changes how we think, what we say, what we do, and our motives for doing it. Romans 1, 16 says this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power, it is the power, it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Not just for this one, not just for that one, but for every single one who believes. God is no respecter of persons. You are in the equation, not outside, if you believe. And believing is just a choice. It is the, the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness, there it is again, of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. Can you see it? Can you see it? When we live by faith, it is evident that righteousness, that conforming our thoughts, purposes, and actions to his will, is operating as life. It becomes evident. Our righteousness becomes evident. Oh, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's liberty. There's freedom. To do what? To operate as He does, no matter what's going on around you. But we all, with unveiled face, in other words, the, the veil that was placed there because of sin in the Old Testament is gone. In other words, we could see clearly, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you saying, Pastor Scott? I'm saying that we let this process go on in our life, faith to faith, glory to glory, by believing deeply and let it affect us and produce the right, the, the right fruit. When that happens, we look like him. We look like him, which is exactly what we need to look like if anybody's going to see him on this planet. With the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty, but we all, every one of us, with unveiled faith, clearly, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Let His Word affect you deeply when you hear it, and then enter into that rest, and that pattern of faith to faith, glory to glory, begins to be established. You know, I heard what God said, 
I, I, there, there are things that would argue, but I'm going to let the, what God said push them aside. Those things become null and void. And because of that, well, since that is true, then this is true, and I need to do this and not that. And now I'm beginning to see the fruits of this righteousness which is experiencing life that Jesus paid for the way God intended it to be, and I end up seeing the same results that God would see because I'm operating here as his son, as his daughter, as his agent, in his power, because I've changed how I do things to the way he does. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, letting God be completely in charge, king, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Anything you need falls into your path as you begin to operate the way he does. You begin to operate the way he does when you let those things affect you deeply and you begin, and you begin to change your mind. Things get expelled and you conform your thoughts, purposes, and actions to his will. You operate the same way Jesus did. Remember when they tried to take him and bring him to his death and he walked right through them? This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Remember when there was no food and he multiplied the little that was there? This is the kind of things I'm talking about. Operating completely above the circumstances of the day. Doesn't matter what the day says, doesn't matter what the day brings, we're operating in another realm, in another kingdom. All of us have that measure of faith. Let's close with this, guys. Hebrews 6.18, again from the Passion, says this. So, because of all these things, it is, it is impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. You know what that means? Anything he says to us in his word or in our prayer time is the truth. Anything that truth, that's truth is immutable, unchangeable. I can stand on that truth, and it is the catalyst to change everything else if I refuse to get off that truth. It's impossible for God to lie. We know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now, get a hold of this because this is so powerful. This will make your life change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. We are so safe. We are so safe when we run right into his heart and hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort for he empowers us to seize. He empowers us in this place of trust close to him. He empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. Whoa! He empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. An unshakable hope, expectation, a hope, an expectation. He empowers us to seize. We are called to do good works that he's prepared in advance. It's all laid out. It's all foolproof. All we have to do is take that faith that comes by hearing. So we have to hear. We have to let that word affect us deeply to the point where we begin to conform our thoughts, purposes, and actions to his will. Begin to do things based on his promise, on that truth, which is immutable and is also a catalyst and changes everything around it. And these things that were planned in advance for us to do, all of which are successful, just become a way of life for us. Just become a way of life for us. My wife and I are so excited because God has a new project for us to start, a new ministry for us to start somewhere down here. We are flipping with the, the ideas. He's beginning to reveal that to us and, and what it is, and it'll be bigger than what we've done in the past. I'm excited about that. But I'm more excited to see you catch hold of this this process, these precepts, these principles, and begin to activate them in your life. You will freak your family out, I'm telling you. They won't be able to explain what happened to you, but they know it's all good. I've been there. I've lived it. I've seen it. It's for you. This is where we find, we run to his heart to hide ourselves in faithfulness, in his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. And that word hope means an anticipation with pleasure to expect. We're supposed to be expecting. Hope is not, oh gee, I hope so. That's not hope. That's not Bible hope. Bible hope is, I know. I know. I'm expecting this. Why? Because I've let his word displace all doubt. I've let it affect me deeply. 
That's why we should meditate on words. When you're reading the Bible and something actually there's fish jumping out there. I'm cracking up. When we meditate on the Bible and some words actually come off the page, you need to stop and just begin to say that over and over to yourself. Just begin to mumble that, mutter that. Speak that over and over again. Let that change you on the inside. It causes expectation. We have this certain hope, this expectation, like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us, and he is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. This thing is so set up. This thing is so set up. Listen, our, when you begin to expect, expect, that expectation is like an, like an anchor chain, and the anchor itself is first fastened at the mercy seat of God, which means you may not understand completely what God is calling you to do, but as you begin to step forward into that by faith, because you know what he has told you, he never gives you the whole story, just for the next step. When you begin to do that, the anchor of expectation is in mercy. So in other words, if we mess up a little bit, it's okay. Just keep believing and keep going. He'll fix the mess. There is this gray area of grace, which we need to, uh, we, we, we need to realize is there. And if you want to know more about that, you're going to have to go to my uh, YouTube channel, which is Espresso Thoughts, and the last message I just taught, um, which is called, Is It Me, God? talks about that area of grace, where it's great, where you're trying your best to do what's right. It's based on what you've heard the Word of God saying. You may be a little off. It won't matter, because that chain of expectation is anchored in mercy. He'll get it straight. You just, you just do the best you can. He'll fill in the blanks for you. If you have a little misstep, if you say, I don't think this is right. I'm doing my best. He'll fix it. You don't have to worry. It is that foolproof, and he is that good, and he does love you that much. Amen. And we love you, too. Christine and I love you. We'll probably see you soon. We'll be up that way. And I just expect great things for you guys all the time. Grab hold of this. Let that word affect you deeply. Let it affect you deeply to the point where it displaces other things. Amen. And you begin to, 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 to change. You begin to conform your thoughts your purposes and actions based on what you've heard to his will and you begin to see his results in your life. Amen. All our love, all our blessings to you guys. We will need, God will not forsake and abandon you and neither will we. We will do these teachings as long as you need them. Amen. Thank you for being with us at Passion Church today. If you're here and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to give you this opportunity because that is step one in his plan for your, for your goodness, your greatness, and your provision in this life and, for your, and your possibility of, of, of the afterlife. He gives you enough faith to take that first step of faith, which is to ask him into your heart. So I invite you to choose to believe that. Let that affect you deeply right now and take the next step with me and pray with me. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I choose to believe that you are the Son of God you did die on the cross for my sins. You did rise again on the third day. Jesus, give me a clean slate. Wipe away my sins, which are many. Give me your righteousness in their place. And help me proceed down this path of glory and faith and victory in you. By faith to faith, to glory to glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time today, I just invite you to lift up your hand and one of the elders in the church right now will come in and they'll pray with you. But if that's you, lift your hand up. Amen. Don't be embarrassed. God is good and he loves you so much. God bless you. We'll see you soon. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We believe you can have a part in what God is doing through Passion Church. Your generosity helps us make a difference in the lives of those who are touched by the ministry here. Visit passionchurches.com or simply text the word PassionNJ to 77977 and follow the links to give. Text and data rates may apply. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to share with us, everything you need can be found at passionchurches.com. We can't wait to hear from you. On our website, you can download our app, connect with us on social media, and check out all that's happening here at the church. Again, thank you for listening right here at Passion Church.